All right, people, if you have listened to this podcast before, you know Art of the Trek is a great place to plan your backpacking trips. Our friends over at Art of the Trek are working hard to research and add things like campsites, trailheads, and scenic locations to their public map. The good news is that you can now add your own points of interest to the map and help your fellow adventurers plan their trips. That's pretty cool. If you have something like a favorite campsite, trailhead, or a scenic location that you'd like to share with others, please head over to artofthetrek.com, turn on some points of interest from the overlays menu, and select the orange plus sign at the bottom of your screen to help your fellow hikers plan the best trips possible. If you contribute at least a dozen or so of these, Art of the Trek is going to send you a free swag bag. That's pretty sweet. All right, everybody. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you for spending your Saturday with us. Yeah. Uh, we're calling this one the Delta Variant Special. So um, I guess those of those who have joined now know yeah. that we started doing, uh, literally in March of 2020, we started doing these lockdown live streams um, during COVID every Friday for like probably three months, like yeah. during the initial like 15-week uh, lockdown like March to May. Then we kind of stopped doing that because like, well, life's going back to normal. Um, and that's not the case. So we're back with the... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Devin probably knows. Yeah. He probably knows. The trail provides in many ways. Uh, he actually, Hunter guy gave him a, gave him a shout out because they got some packs. Oh. I don't know if they got them for free, but they got some packs like from Waymark. I wonder if Devin hooked that up. I I mean Devin got a specific thank you from him. So yeah. maybe Devin is the like the reason that uh they're together. Maybe he's playing Cupid over there. <laughs> true Imagine story. Waymark, your true packs. story. Those packs look pretty cool. I know. Yeah. It's the it's the pack. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they are cool. Um I feel like there's a couple things to talk about here. Um I know a couple people with breakthrough cases. Like personally, mm-hmm. um, I do as well. Actually, today I found out one of my friends has it. Uh, super mild. Um, mm-hmm. same, you know, same super mild as well. Do you like these people you know personally? Mm-hmm. Do yeah. I know them? No. Oh. Mm-hmm. And how many? Two. And they're all and like mild. Extremely mild of like, of like, eh, I feel kind of weird. Might as well just get tested. And they're positive. Mm-hmm. Do you know a vaccine they got? I don't know. I know they were vaccinated, but I don't know which one they had. True story. I am so happy I got Moderna. Moderna is proving to be the better vaccine. I know. I believe, at least from what I read. Because it was kind of like at the beginning there, it was kind of a crapshoot. Like, you just take what you can get. Right. And I would just happen to get that one. Yeah, you can choose now. Yeah, and uh, they they did a, they released a study uh, like uh, last week where they showed that the Moderna... Uh, provides a stronger antibody response after six months. Now, whether that uh, plays into reducing like disease pathology or lethality or remains to be seen. But compared to Pfizer, Moderna, you had higher antibodies. Yeah, and I was like, yeah. So the so the antibodies are lasting potentially longer. They're lasting potentially longer. Whether that has like a clinical effect, I don't know. Uh, but they they met you know they uh, they uh, <laughs> Joe Rogan mild. I I got a Joe Rogan vent. Coming up, um, we're gonna get to Joe Rogan. Is it related to ivermectin? Because I'm so tired of. First about off, it. Joe Rogan's was not mild, and I am like, he's not vaccinated, right? Mm-mm. Has he, he has he stated that? Yeah, he. So he uh, there was one podcast where he was about to get the Johnson and Johnson, but then he was he talked about it. He was traveling and 
something like they just didn't end up getting it, but he was <clears> all. Did, did you see the list of things he got after <laughs> he got COVID? Okay, here's my gripe though. Here's my gripe with it is that everybody's like, oh, they're taking, he's taking the, the dewarmer and they're all talking about ivermectin. And yeah, it's like, there's some, there's some media articles out there that like people, if they're unable to get it like prescribed to them, they're going after like a, um, like a, uh, an animal version of ivermectin. So that's where all the, all the memes. And no, stuff. no, I, I, I am familiar with the, uh, but everybody, but everybody, but everybody's like, oh, oh, it's so hilarious. Look at all these morons taking these like uh, animal dewormers and they're actually talking about ivermectin, which I don't know. I, no, I, 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 agree. I see what you're saying. Like they're, they're blowing it out of proportion. Well, like, <laughs> okay. First though, it is funny. It is hilarious. <laughs> like if you're opting to not get vaccinated, but take ivermectin, that is funny to me. Well, but, it, but there is, I mean. I think there there isn't much data to show that if you have COVID and you take well, first of all there isn't much data for ivermectin ivermectin anyways but especially well not ivermectin you, and COVID they're 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 in the middle of like a bunch of clinical well, trials for well it. there's no there's no trials on what it would do for you if you have COVID right kind right, of right. like yep you know you're supposed to use it like more as a preventative I believe I think both. Um, so ivermectin has been around. I mean, you probably listened Since to that podcast. Seventies, yeah, yeah. It's been around for a while. It's like a relatively safe drug, and it definitely like merits research against COVID and like any kind of. We need we need all treatments we can get. So like I'm yeah. pro that. Um, but like hydroxychloroquine, that turned out to be a bunch of bullshit. So the jury's still out. Anyway, I, I still hear conflicting stuff the, on that. The, well, the, 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 it, it's clear that. They have studied it, and there's not a definitive. Hey, it's good. Yeah, right. Right. But my whole point of this little rant was throw Rogan. <laughs> Rogan, when he got COVID last Sunday, he went on like nine different things. I know. He got covalent plasma, prednisone, ivermectin, and then he went on his like NAD drips. Yeah. He got like nine or ten different things. And my thing is. Do you think that's all of that doing all of that is healthier than getting vaccinated? I don't know. I mean, obviously he does. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. You know? I don't. I, and then there was just like a little bit of elitism there. Cause yeah, only like a yeah. hundred people in the country have <laughs> access to that kind of level of care. Yeah. I, I want to be careful though about like, I don't know. I don't, see, I don't see it as anti-vax from him. But it kind of is so like. Well, he, he I don't I don't think he's anti-vax, but the logic doesn't make sense to me. Um, like in that right, right. Why do all that stuff? Like the your relative risk of harm versus getting the vaccine versus putting nine different things in your body, they probably wash out. I don't know. Who's to say that? Even if he was vaccinated, though, he would have had him. He, he might have been screwed anyway. Like vaccine might not have helped him. Yeah. He's fine now. I'm happy for that. Um, but I did like when I saw like the he went on like eight or nine different things. I was like, I mean, w it makes sense. Which that's it, what it, I would do. Yeah, if you were that wealthy, I I would throw the kitchen sink at it too. Be done with it in a day. He was not done with it in a day. Did um, you Did you listen to his video? Oh, uh, the Instagram video. Yeah, yeah. He was yeah. like, he, he's think, like two or three days. Well, he said like the worst part of it was one day, and then after that, he started feeling better. Yeah, I'm happy he's feeling better. Um, we need some more podcasts. <laughs> You know what though? I like I started listening to that podcast when they were in episode like two hundred probably. Uh I don't know, two hundred three hundred like two thousand thirteen. And like I I no longer listen to every single no, one. No, me neither. I you can't know? I can't. 
I can't. Uh, I only listen to like I only cherry pick the ones that have guests I care about. I got to give a shout out, man. And we have discussed this, but the Meat Eater podcast so is good. a very very good podcast. It's, now it's excellent. It's very niche, and if you're if you're not familiar with Meat Eater, it's it's a hunting podcast, but they do tons of episodes that are not related they're, to hunting. They're, they're so good at storytelling. That's where I, th- I think it's so interesting. And they have a good mix. Of, there's like three or four people and then one guest. And uh, you know Steve Rennell, the main guy, Like it's a very good dynamic. And Steve Rennell is like, I could listen to him talk forever. Yeah. But I was listening to one uh, called The Archer's Paradox. Have you listened to that? No. It's with this dude. It was so cool. Um, it's like the the like forefront expert on um aero ballistics as pertaining to lethality of a kill so this guy for wow. like 40 years has made a living you know shooting animals with arrows but in order to study how the arrow kills the animal and like how they can make arrows that kill animals faster. And Is that why they come out with those like sweet broadheads that just do so much damage? No, it was actually super interesting. The podcast itself was like very physics heavy because mm-hmm. it's about like flight of arrow and like kinetics. But he like his whole thing is like it's 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 much more about the entire arrow. First off, the arrow is way more important than the bow, which, you know, Renella, they uh, clashed about that. Really? Yeah. Is it because of like the weight of the arrow? Yeah. How, how straight it flies? All that stuff is way more important than the than the force pushing it forward. Really? But they get into like um like they study like how you know how heavy the arrowhead is versus the shaft versus the length the length of the shaft and how the arrow will uh, bend while it's flying and like how all of these things can impact how it kills the animal and like it was just it was very it was a very like ballistics and physics heavy and like they they have these like rocket scientists that are studying this and they have these like these 3000 frames per second like high speed cameras that are looking at these arrows go in and out of these animals which is kind of weird but like it's kind of cool um i don't know it was like it was a good example of something that i never thought i've ne- i have never bow hunted and well, I, we're gonna say we've never <laughs> yeah, bow hunted. We've never, we've never had any. And I, Andy hunts a lot more than me. Yeah, I, not I have, lately. Yeah, not but. lately. But we're very we're not like hunters. Yeah. But even as a non-hunter, I found that podcast like very good, and that kind of speaks to how good the Mediator podcast is. Yeah. And then like three weeks ago, they had the Squirrel Expert. <laughs> Did you listen to that, dude? The Mediator, it's a good. And like none of these things. Okay, the you, Squirrel one had nothing to do with hunting. Okay, they just launched a new podcast too, and I listened. Bear, to bear Reese. Yeah, it's so good. Is it? It's so good. You know, in this Archer's it's so podcast, good. they talk a lot about peregrines. No, it's so good. They why is it so good? It's it's storytelling. Like I've listened to a few. I've I've nitpicked about like different historical figures that have gone through like past like frontiersmen that have passed through. Yeah, and like different stories about it. It's just super interesting history. A few episodes. So it's like a historical. Some of them. Yeah, I haven't listened to many of them, but the few that I listened to are, were really good. So it's not a hunting specific podcast. It definitely is related to hunting, but there's they they it's more like the few that I like I listened to about like some like trappers and stuff going through Missouri and the Ozark region oh, hunting bears. Keep bear. talking. Keep talking. Why? We lost the video. Ah, crap. Keep talking. You got to hold the conversation. No, it was good. It was it was very interesting. I just I just like historical storytelling from interesting people. Oh boy! This didn't happen last time. I know that was weird. It was weird that it didn't happen. 
<laughs> People are like, it's too soon. <laughs> All right, we're good. Yeah. <laughs> it's a software issue. It's a software issue. I'm trying to troubleshoot it. Um, okay, another thing uh, I wanted to bring up. While we're just ranting. There, there, there's, there's a whole COVID conversation know, going on. We'll, we'll get to that. Um, yeah, uh, this is like a you know regular live stream. Um, we don't have anything specifically prepared, so we'll get to the uh, we'll get to the comments here. But uh, there's a podcast called, and it's a it well it's a show now on Peacock. It's called Doctor Death. Have you heard of it? Uh-uh. So it's based off of a podcast, and uh, just while we're talking about cool podcasts, there's a podcast called Doctor Death. And it chronicles these doctors. Like it's real life. You know, it's it's kind of like it. It falls under the realm of quote unquote murder porn. Uh, I love a good murder porn. Um, and it follows these doctors. You know, each uh, series follows a different doctor doing these crazy things. But the one that's a show on Peacock is about this guy who was a spine surgeon in uh, Texas, and he just like. He like mutilates like thirty four people. God, uh, you know he like he kills one person. He like paralyzes a bunch of people. But it's like it's much more than that. He's like a world like he comes from like this world renowned background. And, like on paper, he's like perfect, and like they can't figure out if he's just like a maniac or like he's like inept or like and it, and it exposes his, all these flaws in our medical system. And uh, it's a good podcast. You know what I? You know what? You uh, might want to do some research on your spine surgeon. <laughs> If you know, you have to get that. You know, it's like reignited my uh, my curiosity lately. Is mm. is now that the Theranos issue has gone to trial, I've been like revisiting all the Theranos stuff. That's a crazy story. Yeah, there's some really good podcasts out there on that. I haven't listened to like the the. There's a few that are like really in depth and detail, but like it's going it's in trial right now, and her defense is so cringe right now too. Wasn't she banging the dude? Mm. Mm. Yeah, she was banging the dude. I don't know. The, what I know is she was a undergrad at Stanford. She developed some blood. No, 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 no. She was not an undergrad at Stanford. She was underground. She, she was definitely an undergrad at Stanford. She, yeah, she was. She was. She was an underground undergrad. She dropped out. Yeah. Um, she. I'm on. The, we're getting on the Wikipedia. She yeah. was definitely banging the dude. Yeah, what yeah, dude? Yeah. The guy she founded it with. Oh. Yeah. Personal life. I got to read the book. There's a really good Yeah, book. Holmes was romantically involved with technology entrepreneur Ramesh Sunny Balwani. Oh, hold, on, hold on, Google, Google. Uh, she her, met him at age 18, and he was 19 years older than her. Yeah, Google her defense right now. Like, what, if I just Google Elizabeth Holmes' defense? Yeah, like, what she, it's some crazy legal defense that she's she's claiming. That she's, is she getting sued, or is this criminal? No, this is criminal. Okay, here we go. Uh, they have an unusual defense yeah. for her fraud trial. Right. Well, give me the cliff notes. I'm not going to uh, read this live. I, I can't remember the exact details, but it was it's something like it's like she was being coerced to lie about things by the dude. I don't know who was doing it, but it's it's a it's it's a bunch of BS. I haven't seen the documentary yet. Bad blood. Bad blood. That's a book too. Yeah. Well, the documentary is based off of the book. Yeah. Um, that's a crazy story, and I I don't know if Bad Blood is a podcast too. It might be. Yeah, I think. Yeah, it yeah, is. yeah. Dude, her defense is about the guy that she was banging. Yeah. Sunny. <laughs> Mister Mrs. Holmes' allegations are deeply offensive to Mister Bawani, devastating personally to him. Yeah. So she's going after the guy. They're turning on each other. Yeah. 
You oh, know what? interesting. I watched an interview with the uh, with the whistleblower who was Wait. the grandson of oh, the uh, of Hol- one of the board members. Holmes's lawyers argued that for over a decade, she and Balwani, who was twenty years older, Wikipedia says nineteen, and met Holmes when she was an eighteen year old Stanford student, had an abusive relationship that included monitoring her calls, text messages, and emails, physical violence, restricting her sleep. This sounds like Abu Ghraib prison torture. Uh, this is the dude she founded the company with. This is the Chewbacca defense. What, the Chewbacca defense? Have you ever seen that South Park? No. The Chewbacca defense? Is the Chewbacca def- This is the Chewbacca defense? I think the South Park episode, I forget which one it is, where they, where they call it the Chewbacca defense. It's just so stupid and outlandish. She is Good arguing luck. she suffers from PTSD yeah. and an intimate partner abuse syndrome and depression. So she's blaming the guy. Right. Yeah. Interesting. I, I mean, the problem, the thing is, is that they all went down. And so now it's start, time yeah, to start yeah, pointing right, fingers. Yep, exactly. Yep. I, uh, I really, when, I guess this has all come to light, but I really would like, like, was she making all of this up or was there some science to what she was doing? The machines didn't work. And <laughs> obviously, yeah. And so here's the crazy thing too. Okay. Bird law. Yeah. <laughs> the crazy thing is like the FDA. The, okay. So the FDA, like, so there were like FDA approved, um, testing, te- like tests for like different types of diseases and stuff. So they would give, right. they would give these, like, they would give the lab, samples like the fda would that said this has exactly x amount of whatever in it Uh run it in your machine okay and and all they had to do was just tell the fda like yep we're good that's that's that's, it so they didn't do that no they did all they had to do so the fda said this had i'm just gonna make up i don't know how you i don't know the measurements let's just say this has like x amount this has five of whatever in it Okay. So put this in your machine okay. and you should get five from your machine Correct. and right. let us, let us know how it goes. Yeah. And so they ran it through the machine. It doesn't work, but then they went back to the FDA and like, yeah, it's yeah, five. five. It's five. Okay. Yeah, right. it's yeah. five. How did they not think that this would go and then, poorly? And then you've got all these people working in the labs that are like, you know, uh, man, it's not five. It's not it's like 90. You know, it's like 90 and it's three and then it's 12. <laughs> but see, but, but the thing about this one, is that they were test like they were, they were up and running and test and testing human samples. So they were they were making cancer diagnosis. They were I mean diagnosis of everything that were potentially incorrect. Yeah, um, I mean they they very way well. So, 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 somebody screwed up. <laughs> well, it's somebody it, did. What it is is so you had all these like. You had all these high-profile investors. You had, I did know that, yeah. You, you had, like, ex-generals and stuff I know, like that. I know, I know. There were a lot of famous people. I mean, it is. If you could do what they were trying to do, yeah. uh, it's pretty revolutionary. Yeah, and so then you've got her who's, you know, pretending to be Steve Jobs, ultra-competitive, wants to win, and, you know, wants to appease her shareholders. <laughs> Steve Jobs. She does. That's the whole thing. <laughs> She lowered her voice with the black, the black turtleneck too. Yeah, I know people are so weird. And the, the sad thing too, is like the, there was like, there's multiple whistleblowers and, um, uh, you can see interviews with all of them, but, uh, obviously the main whistleblower was the grandson of one of the board members who was, I think he was an ex, he held office. 
Yeah, I uh, heard this a, story. Uh, he was like the one that like brought it down, but everyone thought he was lying or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, um, there was others as well. There's we got a solid thing going on in the comments here. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? There's one thing though. I do want to. I do actually want to want to bring up because I I say this and it sounds like uh, I'm like pro conspiracy theory. But here's what I'm going to say. As someone with professional experience tangentially related to COVID, we should be we should not be dismissing this coming from the lab in Wuhan. Are people are, are people still dismissing that? It's generally dismissed. Really still? Yes. Oh, people need to get over that. No, no, I'm saying I think it came from the lab. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. yeah. Right. Like it clearly did. I know. Right. I know. Are we still are we still being woke about not being able to talk about that? I know. Like, yeah. Okay, good. Nice. Yeah, I, I don't th- I think I, I think that's like faux pas. I don't think you could say that. Wow. I'm just saying, I, I've worked in facilities that do this kind of thing. Hey, here, we'll just make the, we'll just do the PC thing. Every no, avenue not, should be checked. I'm not, I'm not PC anymore on this <laughs> podcast. Um, well, the the unfortunate thing is we'll never know because China yeah. shut that no, down. Hey, you will never know. We'll you, never know. You but, will uh, never know. It'll take whistleblowers, but that ain't happening. No, the, the, they're all, the, the giant, the CCP, they're dead. There's no, anyone who knows anything about the origin of that virus is in a, work camp oh it's from a somebody ate a pangolin i just love have you seen the john stewart yeah that's rant? what i said yeah. yeah it's it's on their name badges <laughs> wuhan institute of virology coronavirus research lab <laughs> it's on their business cards <laughs> it's like two miles away i know <laughs> it's a shame um that that avenue will never be investigated. Not not that it matters. Like we have COVID, we have to deal with it. Yeah. So I mean, but I mean, you know, the counterpoint is, you know, China should be held responsible. You know? it, if it came from, well, it, would, it definitely came yeah. from China. That that at least is not up for debate. They can't like hide that. Uh, or 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 I guess I shouldn't say that. The first big outbreak that we know of was in China. First confirmed cases. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But now, have you seen that they? They've found, which which goes into this lab leak hypothesis. Have you seen that they've like, there were people working at that lab in like November that, that came down yep. with pneumonia yep. and like weird symptoms. Yeah, there was some DNA testing too that showed that it was like that there was some engineering, most likely some engineering done as well on the virus. Like yeah, that well, it was so uncommon to get whatever DNA sequence for something. Well, of- so what they do, okay, so what they do in these labs they do they, they do what's called gain of function research and there's a place where we live that i may have worked at that does that no, yeah everybody should i like <laughs> i I, I, th- I think the argument isn't that like um you know there is an argument that you know whether that should be done or not done it's well, just i'll tell no you why trans- no transparency around like just people be honest well this is china <laughs> Yeah, and we were funding it. Well, that's a whole other interesting thing. Well, the point of doing gain-of-function research makes sense in 
theory. Yeah. Now, obviously, with, with the, with the right you controls. can't contain it, <laughs> that's a problem. But, like, it's hard to study natural viruses that aren't super deadly. Like, it's much harder to study their lethality if they're not that deadly, right? Um, so if you engineer them to be, like, a little bit more virulent or a little bit more whatever, then it's easier to study the negative effects they can have. So that kind of... Uh, Research is very common. It's done in the U.S. at like a lot of research labs. In fact, it's probably done on coronaviruses in U.S. labs. But they were doing that at this Wuhan thing, and we we funded that in some. In some I don't know the intricacies of that. We uh, we had. It's a, I'm gonna screw this up, but we had government. So, <laughs> Fauci was in charge of dishing out government grants to different non NGOs. Fauci was. Mm-hmm. Well, see, that doesn't make sense to me. Because that's not that doesn't fall under the realm of his job responsibilities. Previous, I don't. Has this confirmed? Yeah, it is. Um, so he, I mean, he was head. Of, he was head of of, of so the he, N- so N- N- NIAD. Yeah. So he he was a, he sense. was able to he was he approved grant government grants to certain NGOs and those NGOs funded that lab. And I'll be honest, it makes sense to fund that kind of right, research. Right, right. Honestly, and, and, it, 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 well, I don't think the argument, well, there's definitely an argument that we should never have been doing that. And different administrations have said yes or no to that type of research. No, no, no. After SARS yeah. happened in 2009, we absolutely need to be doing that kind of research. Well, uh, Obama banned that research in the U.S. So, yeah, we Trump ship it over to China. Yeah, right. Trump, <laughs> Trump allowed it. And... Um, <laughs> And so, you know, we invest and, you know, we, the government provide grants for this research and there's an argument to be made that, you know, it's crazy. It's, it is so much like an outbreak scenario, like some poor tech working in these labs probably spilled something. Just like had headphones on, listened to like Like, 80s rock and like. No, no, it's in China. I listen to like K-pop or something. No, the Chinese don't listen to K-pop. But like was like probably just like what, like yeah. moved his arm and like spilled a little tube outside of like the air containment. Because uh, for coronaviruses, uh, it's not like outbreak. Uh, a coronavirus is, is worked on in what's called a level three laboratory. So you don't have to wear those air suits. You oh, wear respirators, mm-hmm. but you're not wearing the Ebola like balloon suits like yeah. that, they, uh, that they wear in Contagion. You're working in a stale room that has a, f- a fume hood that has air circulating. So like you stick your arms in it and it's all good. But if your arms come out, it's not good. So if you spill something outside of where your arms are, you're fucked. <laughs> so like, I mean, that's probably, if it came from a lab, that's probably what happened. Or they were like disposing of bio waste unpoorly or poorly or like, yes, yeah, somebody has spilled something. Or maybe they wanted to, Test the lethality. No, 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 no. China's not that stupid. Yeah, no, I, I do not. I, I do not think they would let this thing get out on purpose. I really don't. China is very smart. China operates very well in its own best interests. And China knows that if it leaked this on purpose and the world found out, we'd, uh, <laughs> hey, I, I'm generally pro Fauci. Generally, uh, the messaging has been poor. Do you, do, okay, I might be wrong about this. You might have to Google this, but I believe he's the highest paid federal worker. No way. Yep, higher than the president. Well, the president doesn't get paid that much. Say highest paid federal employee. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> I told you. I told you. I told you. Why? Because he's like a medical doctor. 
Yeah, but he's not even the highest up in that. Like the head of the NIH should be paid more than him. Mm-mm. You know? 417 G's. And plus he's probably got private practice on, as well. Well, that's just his federal salary. Yeah. I'm sure he's got like a private practice as well. Yeah, wow. This is 2019. Yeah. This is before COVID. He was the highest paid. Interesting. That's kind of surprising. Mm-hmm. I thought that president made 500K. And I think it was like, four, Google it. I don't know. Or maybe it's 200K. No, I think I think the president makes like 400 now. Regardless, uh, Trump didn't take a salary. So during that time frame, he wouldn't have competed with Fauci. Well, he did take a salary, but he donated it all. Okay, wait. Uh, oh, president earns 400. I didn't know that. But it, but you're set for life. You know what else I learned about, uh, you know, like all the presidents, all the staff as well, they get like sick, like set for life gigs as well. Like, I didn't know that. Like the pre, like the chief of staff, like those people. <sighs> I don't know about chief of staff, but I know that like, um, like I believe in the Obama administration, you know how um, the grandmother, it was either... The first lady's mother or his mother was an was employed by the federal government as a um, as a nanny for the kids, and she's set for life. Mm-hmm. Now, should we be doing that? Is that responsible fiscal spending? I think it's okay if you're president. You should you should have federally funded. I no no the president himself. That's fine. With like, does the chef does the president's cook get funded for life? <laughs> we got the Google. I, I've never heard that the I knew the president got set for life. I knew that. Go, go, I didn't know. Go, Google, uh, oh, uh, Google it. What do I even Google? Just Google like. Do presidents nannies get paid for life? Yeah. You want me to Google that? Yeah. Why not? Okay. Do presidents nannies get paid for life? Okay. Uh, we got an Indeed.com on White House <laughs> nannies babysitter nanny salaries. <laughs> no, dude. There's no way. No, no, no. This is for Renee's for rich people. Uh, I'm pretty we'll, we'll sure. table that one. I'm pretty sure they did. Uh, I've never for, heard that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they did. Did you they know? They got federal, some type of federal retirement. Are you Googling it? Yeah. Um, This podcast has gone off the, the wheels. Uh, all right, let's check out the comments. There's been a lot of things <laughs> going on in here. I know we're we're touching on some. Yeah, yeah. What? 160 G's pension. No first grandma pension? Oh. What? Will uh, receive 160. Well, this is from factcheck.org, so click on it. The answer is no. Ah, false All right, Andy's right, wrong. I'm wrong. Crap. <laughs> Shit. Sorry. Hey, at least you fact checked it. Was, it was, they said fake news. Okay, because that was going around. Just didn't even sound right. Like, the, if the chief of staff doesn't get set for life, the nanny's not going to, or the yeah, so, uh, there's tons of articles about reports, 160 G's annually. Um, all right, there's a there is some back and forth in the comments over COVID. <laughs> yeah, there's some COVID drama. All right, well, let's be we'll be civil. <laughs> oh, the Steve Jobs lady. Yeah, yeah, Elizabeth Holmes. Yeah, yeah. she's in prison, right? No, she's not in prison. No, she's not in prison. How does she not go to she prison? She might go to prison now. It's not a criminal suit. All right, so backpacking. All right, well, let's move after backpacking things. What do you want to talk about? So Tahoe. I saw, true story, uh, Dutch on Facebook just posted a picture of a um, of a uh, a Cuban fiber shelter. You know, 
I, I feel like were we talking to him once and he mentioned oh, something dude. about a shelter? Dude, another thing that happened on Facebook, which you don't see because you're not on Facebook, but we we got we got called out in the backpacking YouTube creators oh, group. Oh boy. No, no, no. So scared. No, no, it's actually pretty funny. So we released a video on Thursday uh-huh. talking about base weight. That we filmed a few weeks ago. Yeah, I was. I knew that there'd be shit talking over that one. No, no, no. It's not what you think. So, <laughs> there was another channel that, like, four days before we released it, released the exact same video. Wow, with, we just winged wait, wait, it too. Wait, wait, with like almost the same thumbnail. Holy crap! No, no, not the, not honestly, not the same thumbnail. Not really. Like, fair, a similar thumbnail. And like, and so, uh, we got attacked in the, in the, well, we didn't get attacked. The, the thing was, it was actually pretty funny. I, so it, it, it was, it, it was, you know, you're getting big when the Shill brothers copy you or something. We definitely and I, didn't copy. Well, and I never, well, well, interesting thing about that video. There's actually something in that video that vindicates us that proves we filmed it prior to, cause I put, I put, I pop up if you've watched it. I pop up a picture of the Tahoe fires, mm-hmm. and you can date that picture. So they copied us. No, no, I, no, no, no. No, they, they didn't copy us. And I don't care. By but the way. Uh, I and I never ever respond to people, but I, I had to. Yeah, defend our rights. I was like, listen. I was like, that is funny. But if you watch our video and look at the last ten seconds, there's an image that pops up on the screen that will give you some insight into when we filmed it, and it was certainly more than a week ago. And then I was like, I, I was like, I can't do this. I can't talk. To, I can't comment on these things because it, it just looks makes me look like an asshole. Yeah. And uh, so there, it are, happens though, man. Yeah, it, it does happens. because there are trending like talking heads videos that everybody does, and like there's like everybody talks about base weight, and so. Um, you know, our lives are super busy right now. I definitely, like, I, I can't sit there all day and watch backpacking videos of other channels. You, I, you don't? You don't sit there and watch every Talking Heads video? I watch, like, three <laughs> channels right now. Only one of them is backpacking related. Uh, I watch trip videos. I, I watch, I I'm not, sorry, sorry. On a yeah. regular basis, I only watch three channels. I, I watch everything that um, It's Good in the Woods puts out. I watch everything. Um I watch everything from IBTAT. I watch all the CDT stuff. Yeah, I watch IBTAT. Um, and then I watch like gear reviews from from all the regulars out there as well, occasionally. But I just can't sit there and scour through backpack. I just don't have time. I watch a lot of Alaska survivalist stuff right now. I do want to. There's a comment here. I do want to weigh in on. Uh, Ginger says, I, "I want to know what guests everyone tunes into on Joe Rogan because certainly I'm to the point with him where I only listen to certain guests. Uh, here's one I'll recommend." The North Korea dissident. So Joe Rogan. Have you has, listened to all the reviews on that one? No, are they bad? I can't. Do they not like her. her? There's like a bunch of conspiracy theorists that are like she's full of it. Like it's bad, but it's not that bad. But who knows? Anyway, that, I, I listened to that on that 16 mile run. If you that one was insane. Yeah. So Joe Rogan has on his podcast someone who escaped it's North like Korea. Mimi something. Yeah, like in 2008, 2009. And I don't know, obviously you don't know if they're true or not. I don't know why this woman would be making them up. No, it's, I mean, um, but the stories she has about North Korea and the stories about getting out once you're out and surviving in China, 
did you film your top five backpacking mistakes video yet? Yeah. <laughs> I love talking about the backpacking talking heads. <laughs> anyway, yeah. The the podcast with her about North Korea is insane. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's everything that you think about when you hear about these crazy things going on in North Korea. And then it, there's tangentially, I've used that word twice now in this podcast. It's tangentially. Is that a real word? It is. Tan- tangentially, tangent. It's related to China too. I mean, yeah. China has a strong influence on North Korea. And uh, that one was really good. So speaking of Joe Rogan guests, I like. I like any scientist, yeah. generally speaking. Yeah, I have to handpick the comedians. You got to handpick the comedians and the celebrities. Yeah. Celebrities are so full of shit the, now. The it's, tough to, it's tough. The celebrities are just so boring. Like the Kanye one. I the Kanye to one, is, I, I he had, is I, so weird. I had to stop halfway through. And then the, um, who's the... Who's the the singer that was on like a month ago? Demi Lovato. Oh god, I didn't watch that no, one. I, I made. It I don't through, do like, only the singers I'm yeah, into. I made it through half of that, and I was just like, I can't handle this anymore. What is? What do they talk about? You know everything. Just like growing up, being famous, and their career, and like why they're activists, and like getting sober and stuff like that. And it's just like I, I'm like I'm to the point where I, I really do not like the whole celebrity thing. No, I, I like the scientists to be honest. I like no, people. I mean, in general, I don't like I don't think celebrities are good for society. What about Britney? I don't know. I'm not <laughs> gonna say Britney's good for society, you know. I don't know. You have to remember though that the I agree with you, but you have to remember that the what a lot of celebrities produce is like content that we gobble up. True, that's why they're celebrities, right. So like you, you hate them, but also you like, you know, like Tom Cruise is going to use SpaceX to go into space to film another movie. Really? Yes. I didn't know that. Yeah. I mean, the only thing that's bad about Tom Cruise is the whole Scientology. I know. Other than that, Tom Cruise. I mean, he's crazy. Yeah. You know, he's doing another Top Gun. They filmed it. Yeah. It's done. It was supposed to come out like a year and a half ago. I will certainly be watching. You know what? We got to stop with the sequels, though. I know. We got to stop. We're killing it. (sighs) Killing it. Come on. Should we go back to backpacking? All right. uh, We we started this little (laughs) rant about Dutch posting something on Facebook and the whole Facebook thing. Maybe think about us getting called. JK is here. JK saw the post. Uh, So did so did Devin. But but let me tell let me tell everybody how like like we don't like we don't comb through other people's videos and figure out like how we're going to make spoofs of them every once in a while there'll be like trends that people talk about like we like dan we've done that before yeah yeah dan's like come out with some good trends and like like when we when we did the um the through the through hiker versus weekend warrior and we always call out too like yeah like we're like we we saw dan's video on it we want to talk about it yeah yeah yeah. no no yeah, yeah Um, no, but, but folks, there is only there so many taking, talking heads topics. taking notes. Oh, these guys did this video. We got to do it. No, no, no. And by the way, we don't like you and I have never cared if people ripped us off or anything. <laughs> never given two craps about. No, that. it's not. It's not like that. Uh, it is. It is it's Scientology, the other virus. <laughs> you guys are great with the comments. I'm sorry. I'm trying to. They're going really fast. I'm trying to read them. Uh, great Joe Rogan ones. Lex Friedman is good. Yeah, I was just, I was, I was doing, all uh, the... I do like Alex Jones on there. He's no, crazy. I know. I, like I have him. to stop about halfway through. It's yeah. Sometimes it's, t- sometimes it's hard to handle, but I do. He's entertaining. I thought Tim pool's real good. I haven't listened to the Jack Dorsey one. Tim I, I need to annoying. 
Yeah, he has a good spin on things. Uh, John Cena thing. Apologies, it's the creepiest thing I've seen. Yeah. Devin's saying Dan and I literally filmed the same video last week without knowing it. Yeah, it happens. All the, all the uh, other YouTubers in the chat know exactly what we're talking about. Um, but the whole point of that story was I, I usually never respond to that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But I was like, it popped up on Facebook feed. And I was like, someone's just calling us, uh, accusing us of plagiarism. Like, I'm going to at least say something. Yeah. You know, but it was, uh, it was just kind of funny. Um, cause I'm sure on all our videos, people say terrible things and, uh, we don't you respond know, to it. it. I, uh, I think people probably started realizing this. I stopped replying to comments probably like three to four months ago. You don't reply. I reply Occas- occasionally. I yeah. occasionally do. It's just like, you know, it is sad that some people's comments do get to you and do it's like the nature bring of the beast. It, yeah. And so like, I just, I just don't, I just don't need that. I mean, at the end of the day, you only have so much time. Right. <clears throat> so, and if I'm going to invest time in like, in like 95% of the comments are like so supportive and so nice. I would so say friendly. it's far higher than yeah, that. Yeah. I would say 98 to 99% of the people that comment on our video and that comment on videos in general are like really good, good mm-hmm. comments. You just, you know, you get the a-holes, you know, it's no different for us than it is. Um, hold on. There was a, there was a comment I want to talk about. Oh. There was a backpacking related question. From Annika, do you know how much of the TRT has been burnt so far? Oh, Great gosh. question. Um, we'll talk a little bit about our Tahoe trip. So we were literally supposed to be, I was literally, we were literally supposed to be in the desolation wilderness right now. I know. We were supposed to um, be in there. I was supposed to fly in last Wednesday. Yeah, right, right, right. Mm-hmm. So um, in terms of your question, how much of the TRT is burnt so far? I don't know how much of it. I know the, the entire Southwest part of the TRT is what is like actively on fire right now. And then all of Tahoe is closed down. But in terms of how much of it's actually been burned, I would assume the Southwest part. So that whole desolation strip is like, I think 40 or 50 miles. I don't know if it's all been burned, but that's where this, like this, what they're calling the Caldor, Caldor, Caldor fire. Caldor. Uh, yeah. Caldor, Caldor fire. Um, it's in the, the, like, um, the Southwest portion of Lake Tahoe. So like that area is what's like, actively burning but the smoke basically closes the entire thing down um great question we're gonna try and talk a little bit about backpacking during this um jk says i copy everything that backcountry exposure does hey if there's someone to copy from he's a good one yeah i know (laughs) Um, just admit it in your videos we certainly do uh oh man these comments are coming i'm trying to i'm trying to read through it um don't do it you won't get any views (laughs) Devin's on fire today yeah. with these comments. Um, all right. Arcana's here. What's up, man? Hey, man. Um, yeah. That's... I was talking today, Arcana, because I know you did this with Frozen like years ago. It is time. It is time to do a water-based trip. Yeah. It is. Arcana's trip uh, on the JMT is up in the up in the air right now. Oh, I didn't know he was doing the JMT. Yeah. Uh, that whole area, right? Because the same fire, right? Same fire. Uh, I don't know, dude. California is burning down. Yeah. Um, not everyone can do a snow camping video or shelter and get two point four. Man, if 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 we could snow camp in the winter and get two and a half million views, we'd be doing that more. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Uh, Annika, yeah, uh, she had to cancel her TRT trip. So um, our our trip isn't officially canceled. We were we were um, we were talking about that literally right before this podcast. Uh, we kicked it down the road about three weeks. Oh, Arcana's doing. Ray so the Ray Lakes. Lakes. Okay, so yeah. part of the JMT is open. Okay, nice, good. Um, and uh, yeah, so we were and supposed to be in Tahoe right now. We kicked it three weeks down the line to like mid end of September. I don't know if it's going to be feasible to do it even then. And then like once you get into October, I mean they're skiing up there mm-hmm. in October, so like it gets a little wintry up there. So like the season, I don't, I don't know uh, if you can do it much into October. You probably can. Um, so we're holding out for a few weeks, but honestly, I, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. And it's like, even if it is open, if you're just hiking through smoke constantly, like, do you want to do that? Yeah, probably not. Uh, so I don't know. What are your thoughts on Harvey Sutton? Who's, who's, who's Harvey Sutton? I don't know who Harvey Sutton is. Five-year-old completes 21 mile hike with, oh, I heard about this. I heard about this. The youngest one, right? Is this the AT? Uh, the youngest person to hike 2,100 miles of the AT in 209 days, known as Little Man on the Trail. I heard about this. I didn't know his name. So his parents did it. He was four years old when they started in January. Oh, my God. Could they started in January. They granted they started from Georgia, but oh, still, no, but still Georgia. I mean, that's for, I mean, for when frozen did it in February, he was in snow. Yeah. Oh my God. That's pretty crazy. Um, you wonder like, do well, you remember things from when you were five? I don't know. I can't, I don't know. I don't know. But I, like, I remember hiking, I, hiking yeah. the AT is such a, crazy feet right yeah like i don't remember I, I have glimpses of memories when i'm five well now i know like i get that he hiked it but there was the the youngest son Boy, of he, uh he didn't finish it he did 2100 miles but remember the youngest son of um the family yeah yeah the crawfords <laughs> he, was, he, he got carried most of the way i could talk about that family for a whole podcast I know. <laughs> I know, but he got carried most of the way. <laughs> he was younger than five, right? I think so. I, so what Andy's referring to is what three years ago, something like that. Three years ago, there's a family called uh, their their Instagram was Fight called for Fight for Together. They're actually from they either live in Ohio or Kentucky. They live close to Cincinnati, but was it nine nine people? I don't know. I don't know. Family of like they have a book. Seven to nine hiked the AT together, and there was and like an infant with them. But mm-hmm. obviously the infant didn't hike it. So maybe this kid's the youngest to actually hike but I rem- it. But I remember they like there was an age limit on Katadin about high, how high you could take up a child. There is like a, a posted age limit. And the ATC allowed allowed for them to go right up to like where the age limit allowed it to finish. Okay. So he, so in it was, theory, up if he was older. He would have finished. Is that what no, you're no, saying? they allowed the, the, the official finish. But I don't think he like hiked. I mean, he was on. They had like one of those like child carriers. I see what you're saying. Right, right, right. Regardless, this five year old hiking it. That's insane. Yeah, Good that's for him. Awesome. But I wonder. It will, started will, in January. Will he remember God. it? Will he remember? I don't know. It? And then, like, if you're not going to remember it, why not wait till he's like ten? 
don't know. I did it with his parents. Um, Devin asked a question, which is, no, no, I, I got this. I'm good. You just take that home. You just finish it. There's like 10 milliliters in there. Um, Devin asked a good question and Devin, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to bring up something about hot tents that I want you to weigh in on. So Devin's question was, have you planned any big hot tent trips for this winter? Uh, so yes, to answer your question. Yes. And I'm, and every time, so I literally was backpacking yesterday and it's like 60 degrees at night. I really missed that. But it was a little warm mm-hmm. and I'm like, you know, what? kind of nice when it cools down. Devin. So answer yes, we're planning a hot tent trips. But Devin, do you know what I'm gonna buy this year for the hot tent? Did I tell you what I'm gonna buy? It's ninety nine dollars. A fan. Even better, a mini chainsaw. <laughs> <laughs> Devin. So they make these on Amazon. They're a hundred dollars. Well reviewed. It it weighs the same as an axe. It weighs the same as an axe. It definitely weighs less than an axe and a saw. a saw. It's a tiny chainsaw about that big it's and it's, it's battery powered. It's for shrubs. But I think, I mean, you, it, it will easily cut stuff like that. But then you still got to split it. Do you? I think so. If you got enough little stuff. I don't know. I'm looking forward to hot tent season. I am. The point of answering that question is I'm really looking forward to hot tent season. Uh, Andy's been talking about, and I, Devin, I'd like you to weigh, on, weigh in on this as well. The Megahorn. He's been talking about buying the Megahorn XL, um, <clears throat> which if you're not familiar with hot tents, it, it's a bigger one. Eight person. Um, it's much bigger than the Octopeak that we have. And it's like super <laughs> heavy though, right? I'm pulling up the weight. But being able to fit three people comfortably. oh damn it's 10 pounds yeah but three people oh no, it's 15 pounds oh my god wait the outer tent is 9.2 pounds we don't have an inner tent. but the net total we won't have an inner tent okay so nine pounds and then is it that much bigger than the octopeak that it merits bringing 10 pounds versus two pounds well it'd be three people plus gear plus a stove so yeah, Devin, our question to you is: Is the octop is the Megahorn XL the way to go if we want to have three people in there with gear? Because I will say the Octopeak works fine with two people in gear, but you ain't putting three people in there. But to answer your question, yes, we do have some hot trips, a hot tent trips planned for this winter. One thing we've talked about doing a lot is going to Dolly Sods in the winter again and hot tenting it, um, or maybe going up to Michigan. We're kind of throwing those around. Uh, Scott says, I tried the TRT in October and it got down to single, single digit temps. Yeah. So I assume if you're doing the TRT in October, it's a winter trip. And I don't know if I'm doing that. Um, Ginger says, I like Bryce because he does ultra backpacking and camping. Yeah. We like Bryce too. He also does bushcraft. I know. He tries to run away from that identity. He's yeah. like, well, you know, he gets, he gets a lot of views from the bushcraft community. Yeah. He plays to that. He's yeah. like, he was like, he was the other day. He was like, I gotta go tarp camping. <laughs> they sent me a tarp i gotta go um lucas says the gusts of lake huron are blowing we were i was i was up at uh yeah yeah devin it's not the dewalt mini chainsaw it's like a chinese knockoff brand the dewalt mini chainsaw is like much more expensive than a than a hundred dollars um i'm trying to go back up in the comments um uh 
Lisa says a seven-year-old girl and her mom from Central Ohio will finish the AT in a couple days. Lisa, yeah, she just from Columbus. The, she just sent the uh, Instagram. Oh, is that who you were on? Yeah, we gotta get them on the podcast. I know. We'll get them on the podcast. Hopefully, they're in Columbus if they're in Central Ohio. Ohio. Um, JK says the Strawbridge family just finished a family triple crown. Wow. Damn. Can you imagine that? How awesome that is. I mean, with your family, do you want to spend 1.5 years hiking with them? Why not? Build some memories, man. You're definitely building memories, man. That's for sure. Um, Need some hiking trail ideas near Indiana. What's the place that... <laughs> Dude, so three, three sisters and a brother. First off, I, I'm sorry. Indiana is like the only state that has worse hiking than Ohio. Well, maybe Illinois. I don't know. Um couple things. What's that? Hey, we what's lost that? the video again. What's that? Uh, what's that reservoir that everybody goes to in Indiana? Something in Ho- something in Hoosier. Well, Hoosier National Forest. Yeah. I forget. There's so many videos from there. Everybody goes to this like uh, this reservoir. It might not be in Hoosier. So there's there's um. In so, so southern Indiana, it's got Hoosier, but there's an area, and I don't know if it's Hoosier or not, by the French Lick Resort. It's actually really cool that I've day hiked in there. Um, our video's back. Indiana, there's not much, man. If you're in southern Indiana, though, just go to Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, Kentucky is... Um, Kentucky is... I'm trying to think if I... It, it doesn't have as much stuff as Pennsylvania, but Kentucky's pretty sweet. And Kentucky is is closer to us than Pennsylvania, so I'm really high on Kentucky a lot. Yeah. Um, youngest triple crowner was nine. Good God. Uh, Coors says the weather here has been awesome. Uh, the weather in in Central Ohio has been incredible the last three days. Yeah. After um, is that what hurricane went through? Ida. Or I was gonna say Irma, but it's Ida. Mm-hmm. Yeah. After the hurricane went through, we've had incredible weather. Um. Uh, Lucas, Lucas brings up a good point. So he says, I feel bad for desert dwellers. I was stationed in Mojave for four years and hated it. Michigan wilderness, uh, four stairs best. So you bring up a a really good point. So uh, I had a buddy of mine. uh, I I hung out with uh, a couple weeks ago who's lived in Denver for the last nine years. And when he came here and he's from here and he was like, man, everything's just so green here. Yeah. And like everything. Denver is just. Denver and itself. Reno. Yeah. Everything in the West is so dry. Um, and it's and like you, you're, um, whenever I'm out in the West after like a week or two, I get the bloody nose from the, uh, like my mucous membranes drying out. I don't know if you get that too. Everything's just so dry out there. I mean, it's awesome. You get the mountains. It's incredible, but there is like a lushness here. Um, that you can't beat. I don't know. It's different. It's oh, different. man. I love the comments. I knew the Illinois backpacking defense crew would come in <laughs> with the Shawnee National Forest. They always come in with the Shawnee National Forest. Is Shawnee National Forest cool? We should go there. I don't know. <laughs> this is JK says mini chainsaw for the win. Dude, do you have that mini chainsaw, John? There's like a $100 one on, on Amazon that I'm going to buy. Because, God, you got to proce- you gotta spend like five hours processing wood for that hot tent, man. <laughs> You go through you go through wood so quickly in that thing too. Well, it's like you're not necessarily putting huge pieces of wood in there. No, just like constantly. Yeah, so yeah. you're just constantly feeding. Man, it. what a! I know the last time Ooh, we used Devin that. Devin says the Twin Peak. 
oh. might be better for three people. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, the I know two poles. Yeah, yeah, and it goes like yeah. it's like kind of a and rectangle. then you have like the things laid out. Yeah, that, he's not he's not wrong. Yeah, but the thing about like the teepee styles, like you can all be like around the stove. You might be able to do that in that one. No, because the stove's at one end. <laughs> Mega horn is huge. Yeah, we're talking like a mile or two with yeah. it, right? I mean, would you carry a 10-pound tent? If you guys carried everything else. I mean, obviously we would. Yeah. I mean, we could do it for a night. For sure. I mean, all these hot tent trips, we're hiking less than five miles yeah, easily. Abs- absolutely, I would. Yeah, the mega horn is huge. <laughs> Carrying that in your pack would be ridiculous. Uh, it's going to be funny if you do it. Um, <clears throat> all right. Yeah, now a lot of people are saying bring the polk, and uh, we've we never, don't we don't have enough snow for a polk. Well, here. I, don't, I mean when we've gone hot tenting, there's been plenty of snow. Yeah, actually, yeah, but hmm, not enough to need a polk. No, but the, but like if you, if you have a ten pound tent, I think that's where a polk. I remember the, to make I, sense. I remember our last hot tent trip at Mohican. We were like, man, I can't wait for warmer weather when we don't have to hot tent. Dude, anymore. it's, it's the grass like, is always greener, man. Yeah. I go through that like in my life a lot, where you're set in something and life is good, and you're like, you know, just you know, it'd be nice to do X, but it's just it's a it's a concept of human nature. Like the grass is always greener, you yeah. know, because uh, like I hate having my face be super cold and sleeping and waking up. And the worst in the winter is when you wake up and you got to get out of that sleeping bag, make coffee. Like when I woke up yesterday morning, it was 60 degrees. I slept without a shirt on, <laughs> which is like, I haven't done backpacking in like a year. Like it was really nice. I don't know. Um, all right, here we go. Um, going through these, going through these. John, oh. you, Jeremiah, ever do live streams? I don't know if that's a joke or not. No, no, I said live streams start back up in two weeks. Oh, yeah, you guys you guys haven't done one in a while. Um, uh, Three Sisters, okay. Oh, God. oh comments, <sighs> comments, so many, so many. You want Lush, head to Pacific Northwest? Yeah, I know, yeah, right, I know. with all the rain. I just watched um, from July there. I think it was from July when uh, uh, Tim and Karate Josh, a few others, mm-hmm. went to... Um, I haven't watched that Seattle yet. area. Where'd, where'd they go? They went to Three Sisters area. Oh, they did Three Sisters. Okay. Yeah, but they didn't do the actual, like, stereotypical Three Sisters stuff. It was... I'm to the point where the uh, Illinois crew is in here. Yeah. You know, you know what their defense is? They're going to shit on Oklahoma or Kansas. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a fair defense. <laughs> that's a fair defense. <laughs> we didn't it's like it's like yeah indiana you guys suck no illinois sucks no oklahoma and kansas suck <laughs> at least kansas has barbecue kansas does have good barbecue <laughs> oh that's funny spagiver is probably out there getting pissed off <laughs> he lives in oklahoma um there actually is some stuff in, in, in texas too there's like some cool stuff um uh, here we go. I, uh, essay from, from North Carolina. I really want to go to land between the lakes mm-hmm. in Kentucky. That That's Western cool. Kentucky. So it's like way further from us, but I really want to go there. Um, uh, New York is a good state. Yes, absolutely. New York has really good stuff. Uh, JK, I've looked at those chainsaws. Yeah, man, I'm telling you, it's, I don't know if you guys can't see this. I got the sick ax and the ax is awesome, but I gotta think an electric chainsaw. Now you can't split with it. I mean, why well, can't you split with the chainsaw? No, no, no. Here's what you do: you take the chainsaw instead of the actual handsaw, which 
Uh, you're not gaining. You're you're. I mean, we're throwing a ten pound tent into the mix. But the think, setup is getting real heavy. But think about the time savings, not having the handsaw and just having the chainsaw. It's like, <laughs> just like zip, 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 zip. See, here's the thing. Here's the concept here. If we get a bigger tent, we're taking a third person all the time. With a third person pack mule, we can take in more weight, and we can like, process wood faster. And we can process wood faster. So I don't know. And so like we're, we're getting the chainsaw and like you, it's a hundred bucks. Yeah. And you watch a lot of other people's hot tent videos where like they collect the wood and then they start it like right before they go to bed. That's not, no, us. you can't do that. We, we can't do that. We started it immediately. No, we, we found we need to build up like a two or three hour long, get to a bed of coals situation mm-hmm. before we can start throwing like really big logs on there. So like it, and in the winter, we go to bed at like eight. So like, we we need to start we need to start the stove at like five, four or five. Yeah, and it takes at least an hour or two. Man, to get there wood is to a, that point. Th- there is a learning curve on those stoves. Yeah, but it's cool. I, yeah. I am I am excited to hot tent, um, but like we basically have to start processing wood by like two or three p.m. to get to the point where we can start it at like. Or, and, and what we like to do, which I think most hot tenters do is we like to process all of the wood first. Yes. Like we like to get all the processing out of the way, fire up the tent and just hang out in there. Cause then it's, it's getting dark. It's getting really cold. Some people will like just keep processing wood. We like to get it all out of the way. And it's a two or three hour task. Generally, if you need to run that stove for like 12 hours, 18 hours you need several hours of processing wood and if you have you know if you have three people on a chainsaw we're good to go all right here we go oh god a lot of comments a lot of comments um i've been looking at a ski setup for my winter trips that's awesome yeah oh they went to goat rocks i guess i was wrong um Tim i wish we lived in utah so oh, that sorry. could even be feasible for us yeah i was wow three sisters is oregon that wrong. is true. Yeah. I don't know why they're in Washington State. That, that. Yeah, they're in Goat Rocks. My bad. Um, come hike the Scottish Highlands. I Hell yeah. tell you, man, woman, person, Kit, Kit G, I would love it. Mm-hmm. If you live out there, let's make it happen. No berserking moose. We've been to England. Andy and I have been to England. I've been to Scotland before. We've both been to Scotland. We've never been to the Scottish Highland area. That It looks gorgeous. What do they call that? Is it? I think it's the Scottish Highlands. We would definitely need to go to like the Isles and do like some distillers. Log of Ellen or what? Yeah, just be like, oh, this is awful. That area, you know, I was doing a lot of thinking about, you know, backpacking outside of the U.S. because I was because of UTMB last week, the Mount Blanc area and the Mount the trail to Mount Blanc, you know, big backpacking circuit in France. But there's a lot of beautiful stuff in Great Britain, and it would be really cool to do that. Great hiking and a bonus: no moose, no bears, no venomous snakes, or long water carries. What are the cons? Is it's it super windy? It's all wet. It's windy. No hammocks, right? No hammocks. No hammocks. It's super windy, right? Yeah, I think it's wet. Like peaty? Boggy? Maybe. I don't know. I've never been there. That sounds great, Kit. Let's yeah. make it happen. Yeah. Um, all right. Cocktail of the night. Angels Envy Rye. Sean, the... Uh, Wait. Sean Angels Envy Rye. Sazerac. Sazerac. I've had the Angels Envy Rye, and it's incredible. 
But Sazerac, it's not Sazerac, is it? I don't know. Because we, I have Sazerac rye, and it's also awesome. Not near. I mean, Angels Envy rye is so good. Angels Envy rye. Yeah, I, I thought is, you could get it everywhere. It's that, actually pretty hard. This to is find a PSA. Here. If if you if you all are looking for like a really really nice bottle of. Um, it's a hundred whiskey. It's, yeah, it's a hundred bucks. It, well, no, no. In it, the cheapest you'll find it is a hundred dollars. Yeah, it's like eighty-eight, eighty-nine. Oh, is that what the MSRP yeah, is? Yeah, but with tax, you're a hundred bucks. It's the best. Even my wife, who hates bourbon, was like, "Yeah, this is pretty good." It's a rye, not a bourbon. It's a bourbon. No, it's a rye. It's not technically a bourbon. No, really, bourbon is corn. Rye is rye. So what is it? A whiskey? Yeah, it's it's rye whiskey. It's rye. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's rye. And it's uh, worth every, like, if you just want to have a nice bottle of something to impress people. It's a cool looking bottle. And it's delicious. Um, all right. Stone Wolf made a great breakdown of why Bucksaw way lighter. I, I'm so, it's good in the woods. No, it's good in the woods. Yeah, it's good in the woods. Justin uses a Bucksaw. Mm -hmm. He made and, his own. Uh, he made his own Bucksaw and he used a K bar to split it. So Bucksaw K bar, that would be lighter than our setup for sure. Um, but more work. Ye what what do you mean more work like a buck saw versus a chainsaw oh i thought you were comparing a buck saw to like our silky oh um devin yeah processing what is part of passing time when there's nothing to do that's that's a, actually a valuable point <laughs> yeah it is very true there's nothing else to do there um i've i have never hot tented by myself though that, God, that would be so much um, work. So we always have multiple people. And uh, like when him and I went, it was like, what, two hours? Two hours. Of processing wood? Well, we no, set no, for was, the night? no, it was two hours from setup to getting into the hot <laughs> Even if the chainsaw was manageable, I wouldn't do it because I'd get bored. That's <laughs> funny. Yeah, it's a good point. Yeah, see, the problem is, is that we don't have any problems getting into the hot tent and hanging out and cooking and stuff. No, well... Yeah, we got no problem going to the hot tent at like 5 p.m. <laughs> Sealing up the door. See you in the morning. Yeah. We, we like watch TV on the phone. <laughs> have the speaker. We're, we're like grilling out on the stove. I guess we got we have a beer cooler outside. I was thinking the other day, like we need to we need to build like a natural smoker and get to like a hot tent campsite really freaking early and maybe bring some like smoke something and like a we natural. Could, um, we could like rig up a piece of meat from a tree that hangs yeah. right above the stovepipe. Get <laughs> just like a like a pork shoulder. What about a rotisserie just like dripping on the thing? What about like a rotisserie? No, here's what we could do. We couldn't be in there with it, but we could just <laughs> take the lid off of the stove and just smoke the inside of the tent and just like lay like jerky in there or something. I don't know. <laughs> just like I know you die from smoke inhalation. Um, all right. Most frightening thing you've come across on trail here. People. Yeah, seriously. Definitely. Yeah. Um, Arcana cutting wood helps you stay warm. It definitely it does. does. For it sure. really does. Also, that is that is one thing in the winter. Yeah. You gotta start shedding layers after you like yeah. 20 minutes after like 20 minutes of wood processing, you're like you're ripping stuff off. Uh Ginger says, Hunters, I've been shot at a lot. I see hunters a lot backpacking, never been shot at. Don't hit it. On Cape G, going back to Scott Scotland, Cape Wrath Trail is great. The Scotch is even better. Okay. You do what? What do what, what do you not? You always rip on Scotch because it's too peaty. No, 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 smoky Scotch. I, I can't. It tastes. 
It just tastes a little earthy. No, it doesn't taste. It tastes more than it tastes. I kind of like, like the smoky stuff. Uh, it tastes like smoked. Like leather. a little campfire in your mouth. No, it's more than that. It burns. No, it doesn't. It doesn't burn. It's just. Mm. I'm not there. Maybe I'll be there one day. Um, yeah, Ginger in Ohio. When we go backpacking during certain times of the year, we have to wear orange. Um, yep. It's just it's a regulation, and it it's just Ohio is a big hunting state. Um, so yeah, there are certain times of the fall we have to wear orange, at least an orange hat or something. Um, here we go. Sorry, I'm just scanning through. There's just a lot of comments. Um, uh, yeah, Lucas. We, yeah, yeah, we have to wear. Yep, yeah, he's just saying we we gotta wear. We have to wear uh, orange mm-hmm. um, at least during uh, for sure during uh, deer yeah. season here. Yeah, if you're in like um, depends on where you go. And what the what the hunting regulations are around you? Yeah, yeah, Devin, I, we're gonna make Utah happen. I know I say it every year. We were very close last year, and then the whole COVID thing. We're gonna make it happen. I swear, I swear, we'll make it happen. A um, poncho can make a great smoker. Stone Wolf Outdoors. Ooh, you know we could just set up. I watched a bushcraft guy do it. I know that's what I'm saying. Like a natural smoker, it's like, like a just, small fire. Yeah, and you just set like a little like mm-hmm. tri frame thing yeah. and just suspend. Like, what are you smoking? You smoking a pork shoulder? No, that would take. That too would take long. so long. You have to do like jerky or something. Need something really thin. Yeah, cut. jerky. What about like pieces of bacon? Smoke. It was just gonna turn into jerky. <laughs> smoke some gouda. Cold smoke. You, you know, you know what uh, has been making its rounds on the barbecue Instagram, which I'm super tempted. Smoked cream cheese. I saw that. I saw that you commented on some of that. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's like all the rage now. And you, you rub it and everything and smoke it and you make a dip out of it. I'm like, that does look pretty good. Yeah. We're like just on a quest to find the most unhealthy things to smoke. <laughs> you know, we got cheese. Now we got to go cream cheese. You know, I was thinking the other day too, you need to do another like ham. That was fantastic. Dude, my wife. I need to do for I've never Labor done Day. One. Wanted to do me to do a ham, and at the time she wanted me to do the ham. You got to cure it for like five days before you smoke it, and we were past that point. Uh, and then I was like, I was like, yeah, nothing, nothing, nothing spells Labor Day like a ham. <laughs> it doesn't matter. That stuff is so good. Yeah, but like of any holiday, like Christmas, Easter. Maybe even Memorial Day, I'll buy a ham. But Labor Day, no one's smoking hams on Labor Day. That's a what is the food of Labor Day? It's a barbecue holiday, but it's, it's like brats. It's like brats and burgers. I'm like, yeah, man, nothing, nothing sounds like Labor Day like a nice cured ham. <laughs> Clarification: two ounce. So Sean MC says two ounce Angels MB Rye as a Sazerac cocktail, which is oh with an absinthe rinse bitters. bitters. What's Peshad? What is that? Agastura. I know what Agastura is. What's Peshot? I don't know. If you go, I'll hook you up. Sounds like a fancy cocktail. What's Peshot? Peshot? Peshot's oats type of bitters. Oh, so a few different types of bitters. Yeah. It's almost like an... I'll tell you, man. I have, um, the last few months, I've been more into cocktails. You like my old fashions, don't you? I like cocktails. Yeah, I like yeah. your old fashions. Uh, I Manhattan and Old Fashioned are like the same to me. I know they're different. Old Fashioned's more the orange, right? Uh, not necessarily. It does have like a little bit. Of, I make mine with a lot of citrus in it, but but a traditional one only has like a garnish of a little bit of citrus. But what's a Manhattan? I think if Manhattan uses uh, Google it. I think it's vermouth. Yeah, no, you're right. You're. I don't need to Google it. You're right. 
Um, oh, a lot of uh, smoking. Talking about smoking in here. Okay. Smoke fish. Smoking fish. Smoking feta. Ooh, I've never smoked cheese. Okay, Ginger says smoked feta with tomatoes. Okay, that was like an... Oh, okay, not smoked feta, but that was that TikTok trend. Of no, like, that was the feta pasta, Yeah, was, which I made. I made too. It was disgusting. I thought it was pretty good. No, it was too sweet. The tomatoes were too sweet. The tom- what, do you, what kind of tomatoes did you use? You used the cherry tomatoes. You think cherry tomatoes are too sweet? Yeah, the whole thing was too sweet. Did you put sugar in it? No. No, I th- we did it. The only thing adding to the sweetness was olive the, oil, was tomatoes, the tomatoes. And you thought it was too sweet? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I thought it was pretty good. Both Alex and I agreed it was not that great. You, you, you're you buying some jacked up tomatoes then. Mm, no. I mean, you you eat cherry tomatoes, right? Yeah. When you eat a cherry tomato, do you think that tastes too sweet? No. It was it was definitely too sweet in that. So then why would a pasta with cherry tomatoes I, in it taste any sweeter? I don't know. It was way too sweet. Were you, were you buying sugary pasta? <laughs> yes. I was buying <laughs> pasta with sugar. I'm just saying it makes no sense. Cherry tomatoes aren't sweet. You know, flavors can, can change when you cook them. Did you know that? I mean, they won't change to be sugary. Yeah, some will. I don't know. I just think maybe you're cooking and you just like knocked over the table sugar. And <laughs> I don't even have table I know, sugar. I know. <laughs> I know. Oh, man. Uh, hey, funny story about that. Uh, it took my wife a few different places to find feta because that TikTok trend was blowing up and everybody was doing that. You know, I'm not going to lie. We did it. It was super cheap. It's like, what, pasta, feta, cherry tomatoes, olive oil, oil, and you just bake it? I thought it was pretty good. Mm. I will tell you what, man. And my wife was a skeptic. We are team air fryer. The air fryer is a fantastic, and you especially would like it, because you cook healthy a lot. It is way easier than skillet. Way easier. Takes longer, though, doesn't it? No, it does not. It takes quicker than an oven. I've never used one, so I mean, like, oh, okay. you, you know, all those times you're like skilleting okay. vegetables and chicken. Let me let me be let me an air fryer too. By the way, is just a convection. Yeah, I oven. know it's a convection, but it cooks a lot faster because it's close yeah. to the heating element. I'm I'm aware it's a much more convenient, faster convection oven. So think of it like that. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh yeah, it makes sense. Like, don't you like skillet vegetables and a lean protein a lot every day? Yeah. So all you do is you. Put it in the air fryer, put some seasoning on it, stick it in there, hit a button, and walk away. How long does it take? Uh, five to ten minutes. Yeah, it's pretty good. And you know, and the cleanup's easy. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, I've been impressed. Do and you then have I, one? Yeah. I didn't know you had one. I got one for my birthday from my wife. <laughs> Is it the ninja one? Of course it's the ninja one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the only one you get. And if you want to use it for like fatty stuff, like fries or like burgers, it's great for that I, stuff. I was, I was watching this one YouTube channel where this uh, this lady, her whole channel is about the the um, carnivore diet, and everything is done in the air fryer. And yeah, she leaves for the, meat, and she yeah. leaves the fat in there and everything. Oh, that's gross. Yeah. Is she just cooking it? I think so. I don't think she cleans it out very often. Oh, Grateful Trekker, you just asked a question that my dad, who is in the chat, is going to love. Do you guys mushroom forage? No. So Grateful Trekker, uh, the last two years, I've gone morel hunting and have been quite successful. Um, So, yeah. And our dad is in the chat. He... He, he, he gets them on his property. We pick them. It, uh, gotta be honest with you. They taste just like mushrooms. (laughs) 
I don't know what the hype is. I mean, they taste like good mushrooms. They're not bad. Um, Big Mike hikes air fryer Instapot. Yeah, man, we have an Instapot too. I love it. I, we're all for it. It just makes things so much easier. Is you don't the, have an Instapot either. Is the Instapot the pressure cooker? Yeah. Yeah, I don't need that. But once again, if you're just cooking vegetables and a lean protein and seasoning, just dump them in the Instapot, hit a button, walk away. You know, like the skillet, you're there, you're tending it a little bit. I mean, it takes, okay, so like. It's going to take longer. It's going to use more energy. Okay. It's my, probably more to clean with the skillet. A nonstick skillet? You just wipe it out. You don't have to soap it? No. But you got to clean the utensil you tended it with? <laughs> Correct. I'm just saying it's less cleaning. Let me tell you what my meals are in a skillet. <laughs> I'm sure I know it. It's super healthy. Yeah. A little <laughs> bit of olive oil, a bunch of different vegetables, a, a lean protein, and then a few eggs. Yeah. Eggs in the air fryer might be a little dicey. But, hey, but I, people I, hard not, boil in the I'm, air fryer. I'm, yeah. I'm not denying that an air fryer is cool. I'm just saying, like, I don't know if it's more efficient than it. Maybe on energy, maybe. But I don't really care. All right, sorry, Tony, our buddy Tony from California, who we've talked to many times, uh, gave us some recommendations for non TRT West hiking. I'm I'm copying and pasting them, Tony, because I am uh, interested in TRT alternates in a few weeks. So I'm uh, I'm just saving that minerals, mineral king or Kings Canyon. I'm assuming those are in California. Just gonna take a note of that. Appreciate the shout out. I'm pretty sure the TRT is still gonna be shut in two weeks. Oh yeah. Um. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. All right. We've air fried chicken wings. Arcana says that I do want to do that. That looks awesome. Yeah, I, Arcana. I haven't done it yet. Yeah. I've only had the air fryer for like two weeks. No, I agree. That looks um, good, and they do look really good. Um. Um. I want to see a shill shrooming camp. Hey man, Johnny, we've, we've gone shrooming a few times, been successful. And I'll tell you, there's nothing like the high of seeing a morale. Like, Oh, I got it. And you pick it, you know, I've never, uh, never cause they're kind of hard to see. Um, but you know, it's kind of like a fun thing. Like you're scanning the ground and you see, you're like, Oh man, there it is. Um, all right. Uh, okay. Oh my God. Um, Oh, Arcana, that's kind of by you mineral King. Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, Coro, oh, Coros? I'm just say call you Coros. Um, we've been to Teton National Park. Yeah, I've not been on the Teton Rim Trail. I didn't know they had one. I didn't know they did either. Um, all right. All right, everybody. I think it's time. Anything else? No. You want to keep going? No, no, no. Hour 20. We're good. Uh, you're on a time. You're on a time crunch here. <sighs> Gotta get some sleep. Yeah. Um, anything else? No, no. All right, everybody. This has been fun. This, uh, this went places I didn't think it would go, yeah, yeah. but that's uh, kind of what the podcast is about. Um, we will be back next week. Yeah. We'll, we'll be back next week. Yeah. We'll, we'll have a topic or yeah. a guest or something. Mm-hmm. I like, we like throwing in these ones where there's just no preset category. Yeah. Kind of see where the show takes us. Um, oh, up trail just joined. Sorry, man. We're yeah. ending yeah. it. <laughs> Bob. Sorry, Bob. <laughs> We're ending this. Um, all right, everybody. Uh, stay safe out there. Thank you everyone yeah. for, for, uh, watching or listening and listening to us rants about air fryers. No, this has been a good one. Uh, g- a good, uh, good participation from the comments. Um, thanks for being here. We'll be back next weekend. I don't know what day Friday, probably Friday, Friday, Friday or Saturday. Yeah. Friday or Saturday. Fridays are better. Uh, but- 
Go Buckeyes. Yeah, I uh, just got to uh, say that out. I know JK's here. Yeah. Go Buckeyes. Great. Oh, I mean, uh, good opener. You know, yeah. a little, yeah. little yeah. some weak points, but we won. Um, and we're, we got college game day here next weekend. Go Buckeyes. Beat Oregon. And I uh, think that's it, everybody. Now you got to awkwardly watch me go get up and go end the stream. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Have a good night, everybody. Thank you.